Welcome aboard, everybody. This is your Captain Johnny speaking, and I'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It is listeners like you that make this very possible, and I can't thank you enough for listening to my podcast, and welcome to 2023, everybody. I know I'm a little behind on releasing podcasts, but don't worry, guys. Like every good captain, we will make sure that we make time up in the air and get you on to your destination on time or early as like we always like to do so welcome to 2023 everybody again welcome aboard captain johnny's podcast and i just want to start off today this podcast with announcements if you guys didn't listen to my special catch-up podcast and an emergency air return podcast which is one insane that i announced on there that captain johnny's podcast.com was getting secured and it has been secured now and i have met with my web designer and that website is going to be coming soon. So get ready for that, everybody. And I cannot wait for it. One of the reasons why is every single podcast is going to be on there with a cover art. And then it's going to have a blog style like format with it as well. So that you guys can comment about the podcast and interact with other people. Again, moving through 2023 to work on that mental and physical health. Like I have told you guys many, many times that we are going to continue to work and grow through these podcasts. That is exactly what I have. Uh, that's exactly why I started these podcasts, exactly why I'm going to continue to do these podcasts. And one of the reasons why I know you guys love listening to it as well, besides my voice, of course. But I just want to encourage everybody to start 2023 with a bang, as they call it. And I know a lot of people have goals and resolutions, and I'm not saying that any of those are bad, but I want to make sure that people stick to them and they continue to change their life because that is what really matters is that you don't ever give up and you don't ever end up back in the same rut like you did before as you change and it, it can be a slow change but it can change now for the fun part of captain johnny's podcast besides the website is that i have invested in equipment that to make better recordings I've also invested in equipment for guest speakers, and I've already recorded two of my guest speakers, and those will be launching with the website, which is going to be exciting. And I am going to be starting with Naomi Simmons in Houston, Texas, that had her own struggles in life and still was able to get an advanced degree while working a full-time job paying her bills so look forward to that podcast the other one is Catherine Cabrera and she is a flight student that just recently got her commercial single engine rating and she had moments just like I did where she didn't know if she was going to be able to finish her schooling because of money and that is a very special podcast that I really highly encourage you guys to listen to when I launch the website here shortly. So look forward to that. That is one of the uh, big highlights that I have. And this is only going to continue, guys. 
I'm going to continue my podcast of becoming a captain. And what, then what's going to end up happening is as my story starts, you know, as it winds down appropriately, I'm going to integrate everything into one format to where we can, are able to have the intro, the announcements, and then I'll put in a guest speaker or I'll talk myself. It just depends on what the topic is or what's going on for that podcast and then I will highlight special things as well and it will be a like I said a one-stop place for the website or shop as they call it and the podcast is going to be the exact same way and I am so excited for that because that is the goal is to bring in other people and to help encourage you guys through many many different avenues because i'm going to tell you this right now is that as you guys know i can talk you guys it's ear off for hours but it is always good to hear it from a different person's perspective and that is something that i want to continue to do to help you guys grow through life. Now that the announcements are over, let's get into where has Captain Johnny been? Because that is one of my favorite segments of Captain Johnny's podcast. And I'm going to just give a quick summary of December for the people who didn't listen to my podcast or a special podcast in December, I should say. I'm going to catch everybody up from December. And December was somewhat of a slower month, but I still had a decent amount happen. So the month started off with flying the owners, at the end of the month, the owners back to Nebraska from their Thanksgiving. And then I flew the other owners of the aircraft over to Omaha, and they go there, like I said, for medical appointments. And it's so much easier than driving. I completely know why they do it because they save six to seven hours. And as I did for just my last trip, I had to get, go in and out of Denver and I had to drive three plus hours into Nebraska just to make the trip happen. And I get why they don't want to do it all in one day and why a 45 minute flight makes a huge, huge difference. After that, and then I did the charter out to California, which that had a special air return, which I, like I said, that has a special podcast on that. So please listen to that one for the details on, on what happened on that flight. And then I flew one of the owners down to Charlotte and they had something going on at one of the warehouses down in Charlotte and we stayed overnight there. Then I almost had 20 days off which is unheard of. And I was happy that the owners of the aircraft were happy that I had the opportunity to relax. And I couldn't be any more grateful for being able to spend the time with family, help my parents around the house a little bit. And don't worry, I didn't, I was, I was busy. Between spending time with family and friends, I was also fixing my parents' bathroom that had a leak in October from the upstairs bathroom. So my dad had to tear down the drywall and then we had to put up new drywall and that with the help of my sister. Thank you, sister. And then I got the privilege of taping, mudding, sanding, priming, painting. 
and it is about 90% complete now. I still have a few little touch-ups to do, and I will get them done and finished, but I wanted to get the bathroom functionable for my parents on Christmas. Also, we had my mom's best friend and her husband over, which is actually parents of one of my best friends as well which is a special bond that I have always enjoyed and being able to have, you know, my mom having the best friend, you know, of the mom of my best friend, which I know that's a, like a tongue twister in itself right there. But it was great to have them over for Christmas and to kind of let you know our family doesn't do our big Christmas on actual Christmas Day. Typically we do it after or before so that each individual family can have their own Christmas and then do their in-laws Christmas on that day and then it doesn't overload the kids too much and we've been doing that for years and it's been working out great and honestly if it's after Christmas I love it because I get wrapping paper 50 to 75 percent off and sometimes I buy for the next year sometimes I just buy for that year and then I you know get it again the same thing the year after which is which is one of the bargains I love because wrapping paper just gets torn off and then it gets thrown away. Why pay retail for it? And after Christmas on the 26th, I flew the owners and their kids out to Thermal Springs. And then they stayed out there through the new year. I airlined home and then I had New Year's at home. And then I had to fly them back after New Year's, but there was a winter storm brewing in Nebraska and it took the airport authority about a day and a half to get the runway into acceptable conditions because the wind just kept blowing and it started with freezing rain and then went to snow and it was a mess and like I have told you these owners and most of your owners of the aircrafts will never ever rush anything they respect your opinion and the majority of the time I'm flying the I'm flying with one of the owners in the cockpit and she and I have very similar opinions and she's not going to risk it either. She values her life and family's life. And she's so glad that I'm pretty much on the same page as her as well. And so we ended up having to delay it two days. And then I was able to get them in and then airline home on that same day, which was great. And then I had some time off, which was nice. And I also had my hard days off in that period of time as well. And then I had my 135, what they call 299 check ride. That's where the FAA comes on board. And they observe me and my co-pilot and make sure that we are safe to operate as a charter carrier. Which, of course, I passed with flying colors on that. And then I flew my favorite lady out to California. And then we the day was so long that we ended up staying the night in California and then flew back empty the day after. And then I had the Isaac Strong Foundation charity event gold, gold dinner. And my owner was nice enough to fly my trip on the Friday for me and so that I could go into my off days as well as go to the charity dinner which I'm just going to tell you right now that charity dinner almost doubled what their goal was for the year and if you guys don't know anything about the Isaac Strong Foundation just go to IsaacStrongFoundation.com and I will have a link to it on my website as well and there's even going to be a background that 
say that Captain Johnny's is a proud sponsor of Isaac Strong Foundation and I am. I have been helping the Johnson family since since they had someone that had to battle neuroblastoma and unfortunately they lost their son due to it and now we are helping other families and I couldn't be any more grateful to be a part of such a good organization so I highly encourage you guys to check them out and like I said if you just want to wait till the website comes out that is completely fine I will have links all over that website and then I did one more trip in February since we are in February now and that trip was flying that same lady out to I should say back from California to Nebraska and I would know I remove all the names and everything to protect her privacy but I'll tell you this is that she is just one of the nicest ladies that I have ever probably chartered with and she's so respectful of everything and she was even nervous a little bit about a lot of the stuff she brought you know because she brought a lot of things back from California and she was like are we gonna have enough room is it gonna be okay is everything gonna be fine and as a true and good captain I reassured her that I'm like don't worry about it I will take care of this we will make sure that everything is possible no matter how we have to do it make it safe and legal and we did and she was so ecstatic to be able to take everything on board because she did not want to delay or have to take anything back to her home and delay going back to Nebraska. And that is where we are at today. Uh, for the month, just to kind of give you an idea, I got a couple of trips. I got one to Wichita and then I got another trip to Seattle. But it actually is pretty slow for right now. And I'm not going to complain, at least on the flying side. Now I'm catching up on some other things. And I'm going to try to actually record both of the podcasts, part uh, three and part four together in the next few days. And I'll release three and then uh, in like a week or two, I'll release four. And so that I actually have everything all set because that's kind of what I want to try to do is record a couple at a time so that I can get back onto that regular schedule for you guys, which I know you guys appreciate and enjoy. But to save a little bit of time, and not that I am discounting anything about the dedications that I do, I am just going to mix them in and integrate them into my normal podcast and possibly into the guest speakers part of the podcast as well. Because I want it to be more of a fluid transition with a lot of things. And I don't regret, you know, taking up a huge amount of time of the podcast for me. Because like I told you, these people deserve tribute. But I am working, like I said, in transitioning. Also, I have a lot of stuff to cover because I have some special podcasts that are coming out in April. And I want to make sure I meet my deadline. And to do that we're gonna have to adjust and that's what aviation is all about to be honest with you is that sometimes you have to change things around just to get things done now that we've went through the announcements and also where was or where is captain johnny and i kind of let you guys know what is going on with the dedication and how we're integrating into the podcast let's get into part three and 
what better way to start part three but with a nice summary of part one and part two. Part one of me becoming a captain was dedicated to a man called Gene Ferguson, the man, the myth, and the legend, as I call him. And the best way to describe this summary is a simple fact that it was a man that encouraged me to live out my dream, whichever, whatever I wanted to do. But what he really, truly did is he gave me the controls of his Cessna aircraft and... That started that seed that planted that bug in me, you know, like, and I never was able to let it go. And then part two was a dedication to my grandpa and his love for travel. And we even joked about it just recently about how my grandpa only needed about three days to reset, do laundry, mow the lawn, pay the bills and rest at home for a few days and he was ready to go and I'm very similar like that so I think it's funny how that happened sharing his legacy and having his name be my middle name I don't think was a coincidence it was meant to happen and it is so true how similar he is to me, and I can't not enjoy living on his legacy. I can't not joy, enjoy, you know, living on the legacy of Gene Ferguson by living out his dreams, and I am a commercial pilot now, and that is something that I will always one be happy to do and be grateful to do as well. Now, starting part three, we're going to talk about how from 10 years old, I you know had the controls of the aircraft. Well, it just didn't stop there. Yeah, I had to do other things in the meantime, of course, live up you know, normal childhood as much as, you know, you can live as a kid, even that you think that your parents are doing horror, you know, not allowing you to have the freedom that you think you should be able to do or have. I can't really complain about my childhood. I had a pretty normal childhood, as I would call it, and my parents did the best that they could and raised me as 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 they saw fit and that is all parents can ever do. And to kind of give you an idea of what I did, one of the unique things that is not available to kids right now is when I was 10 years old to about 15 years old, I had a paper route. And it started small, and then they just kept expanding the route on me. And then my district manager kept asking, hey, can we add these to you know, papers, to, you, know, you know, or these houses, I should say, which is, we called them papers because it didn't matter to us. We're like, oh, we have 60 papers we got to deliver. We got 80 papers to deliver, you know. And I ended up developing a very nice route that I had. And it was one where there was times I even rode my bike in the snow, one to make it more convenient. And as long as the snow wasn't too 
you know, it wasn't too much or too hard to ride through. And sometimes I was actually, like I said, it, it was actually easier to ride the bike than trying to walk you know, through the snow. And it was a huge responsibility for a 10-year-old kid to have to deliver papers. But I am grateful and thankful for that opportunity because it helped me grow and figure out different areas that in it, I could get stronger in, what, I, what responsibilities I could handle. And what most people didn't know is that they had the paper route set up to where the you know paper boy or paper girl was a independent contractor and they sold the papers from wholesale and then for all the people who paid by check or by mail as they called it then they would give you all that money and then if people chose to have you collect the money then you had a little collection book and you had to go get the money from these people. Now, what the people didn't know, and I had to explain it to them a, a few times when they didn't pay me, which was, I thought that was crazy to think that you're not going to pay someone, you know, especially a little kid who is doing you a service and you're just going to say, oh, I don't have the money right now. And I understand that it's a little different now as an but as a kid, I didn't get it because I'm like, this is money out of my own pocket that I'm having to pay for. And I, I sat there. I was like, wow. I was like, this is crazy. You know, and after about two to three weeks, if they didn't pay me for after two weeks, and I finally told them, I'm like, hey, you, I'm going to have to cancel the, your, you know, you getting a paper because I'm like, I'm paying for this out of my own pocket and I can't keep paying for this for you. And some things did change. Sometimes they would actually pay you, you know, when they heard that, like, oh, and then it started becoming regular where they would pay you. And I was like, wow, if people just actually knew. Some of the reasons why I go into so much detail and explain a lot of things to everybody is that I want to make sure that you guys understand and that you guys know what is really going on. And I know a lot of TikToks are going out now explaining everything, YouTube videos, you name it, especially through COVID. We had a lot of videos that explained everything on how to fix basic plumbing sometimes, you know, to help to help people. But the thing that I really enjoyed about delivering papers is it was afternoon. And then on the weekends, I had to deliver in the morning. And I could continue doing this, but they decided to go to a morning paper because they were, had so much competition with the other morning papers that they realized that by the, the afternoon, evening, it was just the news was old. And you're talking about doing this in the 90s where the internet wasn't really, you know, what it is today, especially. But, I mean, it was just starting to come around. And it was, and at that time, it was that weird dial-up, you know, that you would have to have a special phone line for it or a separate phone line for just the internet. And that's a whole nother topic that I could talk about. But I ended up dating myself here a little bit, but that's okay. And 
So the money from this paper route ended up helping me be able to afford things that, you know, my parents couldn't give me because they were trying to raise kids at the time, which I totally understand. And I was grateful for having the opportunity to be able to buy those, I you know, buy the items that I, I had. And I could not have thought about any other better way to for a young boy to be able to learn responsibility about taking care of everything. And like my parents didn't babysit me on this. They said, this is your job to lose and we're not going to wake you up. We'll help you get an alarm, you know, for the weekends, but we're not going to wake you up. And so I had to set get an alarm, set my own time to wake up. And it's actually kind of funny. I, I still have that alarm clock today and it still works. I don't really use it because everybody kind of uses their phone now, but I still have that alarm clock and I am happy that I have that memory of these times of delivering, delivering the paper and I actually enjoyed it and it, I actually got a nominated for an award or for carry of the year and I only lost because the person ahead of me actually had three months of seniority and they like yeah it was a tie between you and her and she had been delivering longer than you so that's part you know pretty much why she won because like the comments from your subscribers you know your customers were the same you know they really really enjoyed you and enjoyed your service and i mean i got really really good at it to where the point to the point where i was throwing the papers from the sidewalk and I was hitting the front door pretty much almost every single time. Now, there would be one every once in a while that would get away from me. And I would have to go up there and fix it. But I always would. And then I always made sure it was in plastic bags when weather. And a lot of times I would tie the bag too and so that nothing could get in and get the paper wet. That was one of the things I thought of. I was like, you know what? I'm like, it's not just delivering it in a bag to keep it away from the elements. It's also making sure that nothing gets in the bag. And it's Again, why the customers liked me. Now, besides you know having my paper out and having that avenue of money and income, which was nice, I was like any other normal kid. I loved rollerblading, skateboarding, you know, playing street hockey, you name it. And it was I loved being outdoors. That was the big key. And actually, my mom endorsed like highly encouraged us to go play outside especially during the summer you know spring through fall and as long as it wasn't too cold and even if it was cold just bundle up for a little bit and then come inside and warm up and then go back out again you know it's a whole different reality now where a lot of kids end up staying indoors which i understand it's a little bit of different times but you have to you know encourage people to explore and and grow as kids because that's all you're doing as kids now i was homeschooled until eighth grade and some people would sit here oh yeah i can't believe you're homeschooled there could be a lot of issues or problems and overall there wasn't a lot of issues with me being homeschooled at the time it was still kind of frowned upon but my mom was a teacher and so having her teach me was no different than a teacher at school 
you know, and that sometimes I was the only student, so I had the focus of my mom. And I remember times where I ended up learning how to do a lot of my work on my own because my mom just had me develop my own independence. And she's like, you're going to have to learn how to do this in high school, so why not do it now? And the biggest reason why they didn't continue on through high school for any of us, actually, because my my older brother and older sister were homeschooled, my oldest brother and oldest sister were not though they went to public school because by the time we moved into the chicagoland area it was just high school for them and so the schools were still pretty decent at that time to be able to go to the public schools and then they have went up and down in the area that we live in and they're not bad but there's some schools that are better than others, which happens in every district. You know, a lot of people, why a reason why a lot of people move to, you know, certain districts is because of the schools for their kids. And I think it's kind of what you can make out of it and what you want best for your kid. Now, my mom started realizing, okay, hey, we need to do something. And so did my dad, and he's like, um, yeah, we're not going to teach high school here. That's going to be a lot for us to handle. And so then they decided to send me to a private school on the west side of our town. And a fun fact right now, or fun thing to note, is that my niece actually teaches at that school. And I kind of joke with her, and I actually saw one of the PE teachers there who still stills there, and it's funny how I still have to call him with a mister and she calls him straight by his name and I, I just can't do it. It, it. You know, the sign of respect is still there and I, I just can't do it. And we always joke about that. And I'm happy that she has the opportunity to teach her the school because overall, I enjoyed the experience I had in high school. I had certain subjects that I struggled in like a lot of, a lot of students and then they noticed that there was a new program coming out that could help me and improve because I noticed that there were certain areas that I could strengthen, you know, so I wasn't so weak and, and it would help me better for college especially. And I am glad my parents saw that that was a well-needed and paid a little extra money on top of the tuition to be able to do this and that integrated into my schedule as well And I was able to prep myself and catch myself up from my little things that's just started coming through. And it didn't fully get noticed until high school, which can happen. You know, you can be fine in in through, you know, elementary and middle school. And then it gets harder and tougher when especially when you're going to the college prep school like I was. And they notice things. They're like, oh. This, this will help you become so much better in college. And again, I can't give my mom and dad thanks enough for that opportunity. Now, I will say that the high school experience was different for me because it took me a while to settle in from homeschool to high school. Adjustment was hard because a lot of the people were already established at that school because it, that school was an elementary through high school. 
And the high school program was new, but it's still a lot of the people from seventh and eighth grade, you know, integrated into high school. And so fitting in is always a hard thing in high school. And I ended up finding a group of friends that worked for me and I'm still best friends with one of the persons from that group and we talk a decent amount of time we you know life gets in the way of here and there but we still chit chat here and there and then when we do catch up it's like you know just forget it like and also I should say this when we do catch up it's like we never stopped and it's that type of friendship you know it's like we never stop talking we catch up and then you know then sometimes we may talk for a little while and then we talk for for a long time it you know those type of friendships everybody has them and the one thing I'll note, and it, I, th- I honestly really believe it made me tougher. And it's kind of funny because as, I should say it's kind of interesting that my mom didn't even know about this. And this happens a lot. And this is one of the things that I'm going to encourage a lot of people to say something or ask, you know, if you have your own kids. Because there was times where I would get picked on or bullied, as they would call it. And was it a physical bully? No. It was one of those where they would make fun of you for certain ways you dressed or act or anything. And I ended up learning just to accept it. And is that one way to cope with it or one way to you know deal with it? Yes, it is. Is it an acceptable, you know, is it something that you should have to do? No, it's not. I never will condone bull- bullying or picking on someone or making fun of someone just because of their clothes or the way they dress, you know, I should say the way they dress or the way they look or the way they act or anything, because everybody is unique and different. If you go through all the, all the times and all the smart people who are around today, you know, they were, you know, they've been called nerds for a long period of time. And now actually nerds is becoming more acceptable. And I'm so happy to have that happen because this gives the you know person you know more of an acceptance and they could be fixing numerous different things or they could cure cancer you know and that's one of the things that i really really appreciate now is that being special or gifted depending on what you know where you are or what district you have you know can mean something now and i and i'm happy that we're catering and helping these people one to become social interacting and be accepted by you know people and it can be start with a small group and then you integrate it into bigger groups and then bigger groups however you may do it but it is one of the things that i am glad to see that happen now there was subjects I loved in high school. There were subjects I didn't like in high school. And I'm going to tell you this right now is that I really enjoyed and loved computers. And this is one of the things and I'm highlighting this because actually my mom wanted me to go into computers or electronics instead of flying. Well, of course, that's not what I wanted. Junior, senior year is one of the time when you have to figure out what you want to do with your life and then... You're like, okay, where do I need to go? And I ended up in the counselor's office and I ended up grabbing all the books for colleges with aviation. And it just kept, you know, kept tugging on me. It kept drawing me in. And I was just like, I, I gotta, I gotta fly. 
You know, like I, I, I just, I, I gotta learn how to fly. I gotta smash this bug, as they call it, or you know, I gotta achieve this dream. You know, I gotta, I gotta do this. I, I didn't really think of anything else. Grand effect again. My mom kept pushing me to go into computers and electronics, and yet I was like, nope, I want to fly. I, I that's what I want to do. And we went to a college night at ECC and I went to Southern Illinois University and listened to them and then talked to their aviation, you know, talked to them about their aviation program. And I was like, okay, I, I want to fly. My mom's like, well, I don't want you to go to Southern because it's known as a party school. And it's kind of funny because she went to the University of Illinois and I'm sitting here like, well, wasn't that kind of a party school in your day? You know? And she's like, well, I didn't go to the parties. I'm like, well, see, I'm like, maybe I won't go to the parties. But we ended up figuring out because at that time I was still working through a couple different things where I wasn't as good at test taking as I am now today. And so my ACT scores weren't as high as they should be, but I was like, no big deal. I'm like, I will just go to a community college. And I did go to my local community college and I first was sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm like, what do, you know, like, what do I need to take? What, what can I take? What can integrate into my major and everything? And I was like, well, I'll start with the basics. And I ended up taking a speech class, which I loved. And if you guys haven't noticed by now, you know, I was really good at, and I actually almost got a, I ended up with an A minus in the class and I would have gotten a better grade if I actually tried harder. But a lot of times I prepped and made notes just for the requirement of the assignment. But I just talked a lot and was able to, you know, I had that ability to be able to think on the fly and on the spot. And a matter of fact, I remember one assignment that I, my group had and they made me the opener and the closer of it and everybody commented all the students you know had to comment about each speech and they said you know great job good job on that and that was always encouraging and I highly always encourage people to say that but I now think about this stuff and realize I was like this is incredible you know I took these classes and some I did good in, some I did okay in, you know, some you pass, you know, some you you enjoy, you enjoy, some you don't and you just do the work and everything because you want to achieve that college degree. And I, you know, realized that through all of this time, you know, that this was something that, I was willing to do. I was willing to go to college because I wanted to achieve that dream. I wanted to get that college degree and I wanted to fly. Well, now I'm at this, you know, like I said, I was at this community college. I was taking flight lessons at a local flight school. And I will never forget DuPage Airport. It's still one of my favorite airports for general aviation. And... I will never forget my first flight instructor and my first lessons and learning how to fly. And I remember certain things when I was learning to fly. And I enjoyed, you know, every lesson, even if I struggled through it, if I had issues with it. But 
I was looking at what I needed to do while I was at the community college, and I was, and then I was looking at how and where I could transfer to, and I noticed that I wasn't going to get as far as I expected, or it was going to take me longer, and so. I ended up deciding that I was going to have to go somewhere else. And in the process, I ended up discovering Lewis University and I ended up transferring and I was going to do another, I was going to do a spring semester at the community college, but the, you know, advisor told me, he's like, you're not really gaining anything from the community college right now. He's like, you might as well just come here. And he's like, you can continue your flight training. That's where I decided to go, you know, because again, I didn't want to slack or I didn't want to be held behind or I didn't want to do something that was going to take me away from achieving my dream. Again, this whole entire thing about me becoming a captain is and giving you all this background is because I wanted to achieve this dream of flying and I could not give up on this. Like, and I wasn't going to give up on this. I wasn't going to stop. I wanted this, like, bad, you know, like, and I was willing to spend money, anything I had for it, you know, and for a lot of people, people can understand this because they're like, oh, yeah, there's, there's something that I always want. And it could be something as simple as you want a Nintendo Switch or a PlayStation, you know, but you're going to work hard and make, achieve that. And... I'm going to plug this right now because I actually have two guest speakers that I've already interviewed. I'll be launching them along with my website here in a few weeks. And one of them went and got their MBA. And that is where, you know, the whole entire achievement of always wanting this and Grand fact did it later in life and still decided to do this. Like got you know, went to college, you know, got the, you know, got the bachelor's and then realized, okay, that I'm not done yet. I, I need to achieve more. I need to make, make more happen and still had that, you know, ability. And I'll tell you this as a little secret, there's people that told her that she was going to amount to nothing, but again, really want you to listen to that podcast yet made something. You know, and you guys know the story now because I mean, my podcast wouldn't be called Captain Johnny's Podcast if I'm not a captain. But again, I want to give you all this background story because I want you guys to understand that I struggled through different areas of school, you know, high school. Uh, there was areas, even homeschool, that my mom had to work with me on and then continue to push to move through all of this. And yet I didn't give up. I will sit there and tell you this, that you need to figure out, and I'm going to challenge everybody, you need to figure out this year, what is something that you have always wanted and you always want to achieve in your own physical life, mentally or physically, or even just a, like I said, it could be a Nintendo Switch, it could be a PlayStation, it could be a laptop computer or you know it could be a gaming computer that you've always wanted so you can play games with your friends online competitively you know it could be a new car whatever it is you want you always got to learn to figure out and achieve that 
I mean, maybe you want to be debt free. I mean, I'm I'm working my way to being debt free. That is my goal this year is to be continuously debt free and to kind of give you an idea. I have been on and off of debt free, at least from credit card, you know, there has been times where I have been, you know, I have had no credit card debt and there's been times I've had a lot of credit card debt. And then there is, you know, and I've always had a flying loan. That's a whole nother podcast. But like I've been saying, like this is something that if you want to achieve it, if you want to make that happen, let's make this a reality this year. This is my challenge to you on this podcast. And I know you guys are not going to like this, but I don't want to continue on too far because I'm going to end it on this note because it's a perfect opportunity to talk about my time of going to Lewis University. And I really want you guys to understand that I had different things that happened at Lewis, like a lot of other people did, hopefully coincide with another person who as a guest speaker on my podcast and she struggled through different environments as well and so i'm going to make some parallels to it and then i'm going to and then i'm going to be releasing that very shortly and i really want you guys to listen to it and like i said i know you guys are like oh this is so sad you're just getting good getting into the good parts talking about you know your college where you're going and i am going to like i said end it here and we will go into part four and talk about my journey of the going to a university going away from you know going away from school even that the school was only 45 minutes away i did actually go into campus to have that you know on on campus living life you know that every kid always wants and then also talk about different things that I started learning in flying because I actually want to talk about you know and allow time for the different you know maneuvers and why you learn what you need to or I should say why what you learn one to pass a test and why you learn them and why they make such a big emphasis on those different maneuvers so I I'm going to thank you again so much for listening to my podcast. I know I say this a lot, but I really can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Also, I am looking forward to recording part four of me becoming a captain. And like I said, I'm trying to line this all up for a special podcast that I'm going to be releasing in April. And I can't wait for that endeavor. Like, I can't wait for you guys to hear everything that happened 10 years ago that took away, that could have almost taken away my life. And it is something that if you haven't heard it before, your jaw will drop. I will tell you that. But again, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And I end like I always do. Live life like you've never lived it before because you never know what tomorrow will.